0: make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show.
1: And now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Brian Jacobs. Let me remind you about Brian's background. He in his undergraduate and master's degree of education at NYU, he became a PGA assistant director of instruction at Ravenwood Golf Club up in Rochester, New York, back in 2006. Simultaneously, becoming a staff instructor for Hank Haney Golf. 2010, he became the director of instruction at a Hank Haney and a Hank Haney certified instructor at uh, Iran DeQua Country Club up in Rochester. 2014, he became a lead instructor on the Golf Channel Golf Academy. 2015, he started the Brian Jacobs Golf Academy up at Ridgemont Country Club. Also in Rochester, and I'm very excited. He is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming back on the show.
2: Hey, Chris, how you doing this evening?
1: Ah, fantastic, Brian. How have you been, my friend? It's been a little while. Catch us up. What's been going on with you?
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, we've been busy up here. First of all, I got to tell you, I love Ben Wright. I just love that guy. He is uh, a treasure, as you said uh, earlier in the show, and uh, we've been busy up here. We're We're uh, winding down one of our PGA junior golf camps and then uh, a busy day or busy afternoon of lessons. And then um, I just donated some time to the PGA section uh, and gave pre-golf lessons uh, for a couple hours at one of our our local uh, AAA teams, the Rochester Red Wings. So I'm I'm back home. I'm in my office and I get to talk to one of my other good friends. It's a great way to cap the day off.
1: Uh, I appreciate you. Same here. And. Teacher of the Year, I know you're up for it. we we got to get you over the top. What do we need to do? <laughs> well, it's all down to prayer now.
2: Uh, <laughs> just keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, the executive director of, of the section was uh, at the free lessons this evening, and he said, I've never seen anybody get so many letters of support in all my years of, of uh, you know, doing this. And I said, well, I have a lot of friends, I think, <laughs> you know, in the business, and <laughs> I started to think back a little bit on the drive home. Uh, You know, I've been all around the country and and met a lot of different people and been touched by so many people and learned so much. And I could never thank everybody, but uh, anytime you win an award, it's really a reflection of number one, your, your spouse and and your family and your values, and then also your peers um, and all the people that you've learned from. So it's really a a community award when I, when I get one And, and it's been, a great ride this year, and, and I'm looking forward to hopefully continuing on, you know, with Teacher of the Year type credentials.
1: Well, we're pulling hard for you. Got fingers, toes, everything <laughs> we can crossed, and uh, doing a <laughs> sign of the cross for you, my friend. Hopefully, uh, we get some really good news So, but Congratulations. You know, to be, I'm Thank sure you. just to be this far is a huge honor, and uh, you certainly deserve it.
2: Well, I appreciate that.
1: Thank you. So, Brian, let's talk a little bit about your golf academy. And when you get a new junior student that comes to, whether it's to a group lesson, private lesson, talk about what you go through and how you, you know, analyze their swing and figure out what they need to do in order to get better.
2: We actually do a new student assessment with every student that comes, but in particular youth, we want to sit down with the parents. Um, or guardian, and then also the student, and make sure that they're a culture fit for us as, as well as we will will be for them. And then we we take them through a little bit of a, a values test, we call it. We take them out on the golf course and and put them in challenging situations and see how they respond. And and then we bring them back in, and then we might take them through the entire bag, talk a little bit about the practice, and then also what their goals are and where they want to be in a year, and two years, and five years. Uh, we recommend a lot whether whether the student stays with us or whether we choose them as a fit um, to do a lot of writing, creative writing, journaling, um, especially for teenagers. You know they go through so much today with the media barrage and and all the um, negative things that happen in society. We want to make this a positive experience for them, so we like to see our kids journal and and um, and there might be times where they might ask us to read their their stuff and it and it connects. Them to us and us to them and and um, you know we feel that we're an extension of the family then so it's it's we really try to get kids to fit into our culture and we look for specific culture criteria value criteria for our athletes so that we're successful with them.
1: And and Brian, you've talked a, a lot about goals and I know that's very important mm-hmm. to you. Writing down the goals so that it's a visual thing, but when you're when you're talking. To those junior players and their parents, for that matter, and talking about mm-hmm. what their goals are. What's the conversation like regarding the level of commitment it's going to take on both the you know the, the the junior player him or herself, what they're going to need in order to get to meet those goals, but also the commitment the parents are going to need to make as well.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, depending on the age, you know, when they come in when they're when they're younger, we like to put them in our youth academy until they're about thirteen you know, or they show a real aptitude for, um, like I teach a seven-year-old girl. I can give an example. She's wonderful. Her parents are wonderful. Um, and she tried to be in a group, but she just wasn't getting what she felt out of it. And you could tell she has what we call the gift. Um, she's a real quick learner. She's very athletic. She's a hard worker. And she's little, you know, she's she's seven turning eight. And um, she's just the cutest little thing. But she she's, Well, will rip your face off on the golf course. You know, she, she wants to win. So um, she didn't really care much for the group and her, and her dad and her mom are just the greatest. And they're just like, well, we, we just want her to have fun. We want her to have a good time. And I said, well, keep her engaged in other sports, you know, and let her ask you to go. And the dad was telling me the other day, she always wants to go and practice. She wants to go and practice. And, and I said, is that good or bad? He goes, no, it's good. He goes, I'll, I'll take her anytime she wants to go. So her goals sometimes are a little more um, specific than sometimes a 13 or 14 year old might be where, you know, we want to, the goal, the tour is not necessarily the goal for a lot of these kids. They just, they want to be as good as they can be. And that's what we like to see. Um, You know, and if, if something works out where they're capable and able to play in college, that's great. And if they're in college and they, um, blossom into something even better than that, then we might have a discussion about mini tour or, or, um, you know, other things down the road, but, but, uh, when they are writing their goals and talking about their goals, the parents have to know they've got to be in it for the long haul and it's peaks and valleys, like everything in life, it's not a straight line. And, and, uh, we're there to support them. And we're also there to help them, the parents too, they're, where. We early in my career, we would get parents, you know, that would just overcoach the kids and you'd have to tell them to back off, you know, and just you're you're ruining your son or daughter. You know, you've got to let them let them do stuff on their own, make make mistakes and learn. And and uh, and it's a process. It's a long, long process. So we we have great commitments from our athletes and from our parents.
1: And Brian, millennials aren't like when we were kids. Their attention spans aren't as long you have to sort of pry their cell phones out of their hands then they want instant gratification Correct. how do you keep your junior players engaged and excited about the game
2: well we game a lot with them we we had today so it hasn't rained up here and it's been in the 90s i think 17 or 18 days um this summer which we don't normally get super high humidity we haven't had as much rain well today it poured and so you know i talked to my associate coach today and i said hey This is going to be gut day. We're going to to call when it rains it pours day. We're going to pour in putts today, and we're going to have a competition in the rain. We're going to go out on the golf course, and we're going to teach these kids how to be tough. And we have 13 kids in our camp, and not one kid complained. Um, They had fun in the activities. The time went fast, a lot of them said. And, you know, they're soaked, and they're laughing, and they're having a great time. But we changed things. We, you know, played one hole where they had to throw. Everything was a throw you know, and, and uh, so they threw all the way to the green and then they putted. And what's really interesting is too, is that um, we're getting kids that can't throw or catch. Um, So we're spending time in our camps, teaching kids how to throw. You know, when I was growing up or you were growing up, you know, our dads, we went out in the yard and we threw the football around or we threw a baseball around or we had a game of catch. and, And these kids are sitting on the computer. So we're encouraging the parents, you know, to play catch with their kids and get them out and outside. And, and we don't see a lot of great function out of a lot of the kids. And then when you see a kid that functions really, really well, you're like, wow, this kid's unbelievable. Um, but all of our kids function pretty well. A couple kids are a little weak in the throwing and the catching. So we just game with them. We will we, we'll take them in the gym and we'll throw, you know, um, volleyballs at them all different ways and make them balance on one foot and have them catch and throw. And by the end of the week, they get pretty good at it. So just creative ways to get them to get stuff that we just grew up with. So we have balance and we can have, we have proprioception where we can move around in space. And, and a lot of the kids today, they just don't, they sit around a lot and they eat and, you know, and don't do much of anything, which is kind of sad.
1: Brian, let's, Let's take it up a notch for, for the rest of us mm-hmm. listening in that could use some help with our games. And, you know, um, back when I was taking lessons and, and first starting out in the game, we, we, we were told not to swing too hard. You know, let the club do the work. Now we hear, mm-hmm. you know, everything is about club head speed and ball speed. And you got to swing, mm-hmm. you know, faster because if you don't, you're not going to get the distance that you need. How do you teach right. your students to generate more club head speed?
2: Wow, <laughs> I heard your, your uh, plug for your your one of your new sponsors. We actually use Super Speed a lot. Uh, we we test kids that way. We we do a lot with their with functional movement with them to create speed. We do a lot of jumps and turns, and um, we're trying to create speed. And we also want the kids to swing fast, and then we we'll fix the face for them. Where again, where you know where we grew up and maybe played, we we learned how to curve it. You know, and and maybe if you didn't hit it that far, it was okay. Um, but now everybody needs to hit it far. I I was down visiting a colleague in Philadelphia, and he had a girl that plays at Notre Dame, and she was playing on the Symmetra. Um, She had a sponsor's exemption, and first thing he looked at was the driving distance. You know, of, of all the girls that were leaving the tournament, there was girls hitting at 301. You know, wow. And, and yeah, I mean, that was crazy, and I forget which, uh, the name of the tournament, but her, her, his girl hits it about 285, which for a girl, is it's amazing. Um, you know, to hit it that far, for a guy, it's amazing. I mean, and so to be able to compete, they have to hit it farther. They just have to. Um, they've got to be able to drive it and play, and they've got to be able to hit it long with their irons and, and wedge it close. And so um, we talk a lot about speed. I talked to kids today about it. I said, just swing fast. We'll we'll fix it. We'll get it done. Um, But we want you to swing fast. And so, you know, when they're kids, um, it's a little, the swings are a little more reckless. And as the adults, they're a little more cautious. And so trying to instill speed in an adult is way more difficult than a child. Um, So we, we use super speed quite a bit. And like I said, we use a lot of functional movement. Um, med ball throws and jumps and turns and quick throws and all different things like that to get them to, to speed up.
1: Brian, just a couple more before we let you sure. go. We've got our next guest, Mike Napoleon, hanging on the line. i going to get to Mike here in just a minute. But um, talk to me about, for those of us who, who are still struggling with our slice or the opposite, mm-hmm. where we're coming over the top and we're pull-hooking our drives or our long irons, mm-hmm. you know, deep left, how do we fix those two issues?
2: Well, I would start first with alignment um, and understanding that whichever way your chest and your toe line is, there's an, in general, there's a tendency for the club to move that way. So, uh, back when I learned how to play, everybody was aligning parallel left. So they saw the railroad tracks and, um, or we were a little bit more open. Um, uh, what we would do then is we, like I grew up hitting a cut, you know, a little bit of a fade and, and, um. When I started to you know to visit Hank and learn more about the way Hank taught, he he you know wanted his better players to, to draw the ball. So the progression that we teach is you know that you could start with a slice and then you go to hook, then you go draw, then you go good golf and hook draw good golf and draw good golf. But that all starts with you know parallel right alignment, and then having the club has to move more into out instead of over the top. So we would we would uh, adjust those positions for the player. Uh, Tonight, because we were at baseball, we were using a lot of baseball analogies with players that were stopping by for lessons, and all of them can relate, the right handers could relate to hitting a home run to right field. So we'd have their body line facing more towards right field, hit a home run to the upper decks and right field, so they'd hit a block first, and then we would teach them how to rotate the face um, so that they would curve it. So I'd say, swing to the right field, upper deck, and try to curve it over the shortstop's head. And we had people hitting beautiful draws in the nets, and they were like, oh, this is easy. You know, I've been taking lessons, and they were telling me this position. And and I said, well, I mean, positional golf is important, but we have to change your ball flight first for you to get better. So that's how we would would address the player. We'd have them align a little bit more right and and have the club move more in to out. And then they can start closing the face, and they'll start hooking it.
1: So, Brian, before we let you go, right, we've got training camp open. You're up there in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. All right, so I got yes, to get, get a thought on your Bills. The the schedule makers didn't do them any favors. Three of the first four no, games are on the road against the Ravens, Vikings, and Packers. But uh, trying to back up their first playoff uh, appearance this century, can they do it?
2: I believe they can. I was just thinking about it. I knew you'd ask a question about the Bills, and, and uh, um, I think they're going to win some games that they should win, and they're going to win some games that you know the the uh, prognosticators think they're not going to win seems like a very good group of guys and and uh they're working hard and and we're hoping for the best. You know, there's there's some some uh people are saying, you know, it's going to be an off year or lay down, but I just think they're going to uh you know, have, have a great defense. I think they're going to get their lines situated and and uh I think they're going to have a great year. I really do. I think that they're definitely playoff bound again. I got to believe, right?
1: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> before we let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether that's online or over social media.
2: Absolutely. Twitter, Instagram at Brian Jacobs golf, and they can come in on uh, Facebook live on Tuesdays at 6 PM for, uh, my show called the takeaway. And also, uh, brianjacobsgolf.com is my website. Go right through the contact form. Um, we'll be promoting some great stuff coming up with, uh, I'm doing a uh, trip to Streamsong in October. It's our inaugural Golf Channel Academy trip, and I'm looking for three three people to go and have some great great fun playing golf in the Pro-Am and getting to hang out with some great people.
1: Well, Brian, it's always so much fun getting to have you as, as part of the show. I can't thank you enough for your time. And I hope you'll come back again real soon during the football season. We'll talk a little bit more about your bills, maybe get some things to to be uh, to be doing during fall golf as well. So, But uh, I can't Absolutely. thank you enough for your time tonight, my friend.
2: Chris, thanks so much. I appreciate our friendship and appreciate you very much. And anytime you need me, just ask.
1: I appreciate you, Brian. Take care. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon.
2: You too. God bless.
1: See you, Brian. That is Brian Jacobs. Again, brianjacobsgolf.com is the name of his website. And you can follow him uh, online. The Facebook piece, too. His show is on Tuesdays. You can either get on Facebook Live and and watch him stream it, or you can always uh, watch it afterwards. But it's great stuff, a lot of great lessons and tips come out of his show there and uh Brian's just so fantastic. Always love having him as part of the show and uh because he's such a big Bills fan and and we've got uh, other friends up in the in the Buffalo area as well. Our good friend Cindy Miller, her husband Allen, our friend on ESPN Christine Lisi, uh another big Buffalo Bills fan. So uh hopefully we can we'll talk to all of them and catch up with Brian again real soon.
0: Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at audiatlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online, or shop in person on petrie Boulevard, just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback, 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year, with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954. MSRP 49,905. Excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 53124 with approved credit.